0: Friends, future friends, haters, and ex-lovers. First off, I am stunned by the amount of support that this podcast has already received. I just wanted to take a second and say thank you. I literally read every single review. They make my day. I don't want to sound corny, but they genuinely make my day and I am so grateful. So thank you to everyone who has left a review or a comment. Thank you for listening and caring and loving this podcast as much as I do. You are so appreciated. And for everyone that has submitted your horror stories. I see you, I hear you, I thank you, and I honestly can't wait to get into them. Now, for today's horror story. Today's crime is truly shocking. It involves grinder, rope, and a level of blind trust that I have never even come close to possessing. Thankfully, I'm not alone today i have a special guest who is ready to help me break down the facts of this case so without further ado he is a new york times best-selling author twice, the executive editor of Wilderness Magazine, a co-founder of the sustainable brand, Vita, a podcaster, an activist, an online personality, and an IRL vibe curator. He's the person at the party who is most likely going to ask you about your favorite childhood memory or your take on ethical wills. I am talking about none other than Jedediah Jenkins.
1: Wow, you really (laughs) nailed it. That's flawless. Thank
0: you. Welcome.
1: Oh, (laughs) it's happening live. We're doing it.
0: It's happening. (sighs) It's
1: my pleasure to be here and I'm ready to be horny and curious. I
0: love that. Let's dive in. A quick Disclaimer, our episodes deal with serious incidents and triggering subject matter. If you feel like at any time you need support, please do not hesitate to grab a cocktail, share this with a friend, or contact us with your own stories. We are here to listen and liberate. Contact information can be found in the show notes. The names in the following episode have actually not been changed to protect the innocent or the guilty. Today, Jacob tells us his very own story.
2: I never told anybody, hey, this random guy is gonna like tie me up and put me in the trunk of his car and essentially kidnap me. I was like, maybe they wouldn't approve of that. So I'm just not gonna say anything.
0: This is Jacob, and our story takes place in Virginia, the Old Dominion State, one of the original 13 colonies known for its historical landmarks and strong eye towards justice, which is ironic because on this day, Jacob fell victim to the kind of crime that would never see justice. was a warm afternoon in February, and Jacob was supposed to be studying.
2: It's 1230 or one at this point. I'm supposed to be doing homework. I'm not.
0: At the time, he was living at his parents' house. And in his words,
2: I was deadbeat, not really much going for me. And I was just hanging out in my room. I was supposed to have class. And I was on Grindr, of course, because that's just what I do.
0: Grindr is an LGBTQIA dating app. Though its user base is mostly men, and it's often used for casual encounters. Jacob's scrolling through the app when he gets a message.
2: This guy named Hung Kinkmaster <laughs> messages me from like a blank profile. He didn't have a profile picture on.
0: When asked about this detail, Jacob tells me that it's not uncommon for guys cheating on their spouses to log on without a profile picture. These are people who do not want to get
2: caught. You'll see it quite often if you get on Grinder, and normally you don't talk to those people, but I did that day. Admittedly. It's a little sketchy.
0: But Jacob was bored, and this man was bold, and it caught his attention. He was asking him things like, what are you wearing? What are you doing? And what are you into?
2: And so he's talking to me and he's asking me what I'm into sexually. Because that's another thing that gay people ask is, do you have any fetishes? And then I asked him the same questions.
0: Hung kink master tells him that he's into role play and bondage, but that he has another kink that not too many people are into. This piqued Jacob's interest.
2: And was like, oh, really? What's that kink? And he was like, I really want to kidnap somebody (laughs) and fuck them in the forest. He was like, I want to, like, consensually tie somebody up, put them in the trunk of my car, drive them to a discreet location with a blindfold on, and, you know, mess around out there. And he was like, have you ever tried that before? And I was like, I I, I can't, I can't say that I have.
0: At this point, Jacob's a little on the fence. After all, he does have class at three, but then he gets a photo. The kind of photo that changes the trajectory of his day entirely.
2: He sent me a dick pic and that was the moment that I was like, fuck it, I'm in. His name, his grinder name really lived up to it. So I was like, you know what? Screw going to class. This sounds better.
0: So Jacob hops in the shower and gets ready to be abducted by a stranger. 30 minutes later, Jacob is standing face-to-face with hung Kinkmaster in his parents' garage.
2: So he was about 6'3 or 6'4. He had a bald head. He had a beard. He just looked kind of like, I don't know, an electrician or something, like dressed in boots, jeans, and like a long-sleeved Carhartt.
0: At first glance, Jacob thought this man was attractive.
2: He wasn't a bad-looking guy.
0: However... He wasn't particularly warm either.
2: He just was not like a friendly looking person. He just kind of had this look on his face that he was pissed off.
0: He was holding a bunch of rope.
2: You know, he walked in and he didn't say anything, but he just walked in with ropes in his hands. And he turned me around and he spent like five or 10 minutes tying me up with these ropes.
0: Jacob's hands are bound so tight that there's no chance of escape his adrenaline starts to pump. At this point, Jacob can't move and he can't see. His parents were both at work. So Jacob was home alone when this stranger carried him from his garage down the driveway to the trunk of his car.
2: And I'm just, like, hoping that none of my parents' neighbors are seeing this because this guy is parked in my driveway. After all... It was quite literally in the broad daylight in the middle of the suburbs, so anybody could have seen it.
0: As Jacob is carried to an unknown car by a complete stranger, he starts to panic.
2: And (laughs) he just started driving.
0: There was nothing else in the trunk, but it reeked of black ice air freshener. And that is when reality set in.
2: It's just that terrifying, like, oh my God, what did I just get myself into? What What's gonna happen to me?
0: They hit a bump and Jacob's thrown to the side of the trunk. They hit another bump and another.
2: So he was like driving around, hitting these bumps and like tossing me around. It was, it was terrifying.
0: And the longer they drive, the more nervous Jacob becomes. Maybe he should have told
2: someone. It's one of those things where you're like, maybe I shouldn't tell people because I know they're going to disapprove of it.
0: But now, 10 minutes in the trunk of this car and Jacob was regretting it.
2: All I could hear is the road.
0: What if they weren't headed for the woods? What if this goes sideways? His mind was racing. Jacob remembered that he had his cell phone on him and that there was probably an emergency lever to pop open the trunk.
2: But I obviously couldn't see that and I couldn't even reach it, even if I wanted to, because my hands were tied behind my back.
0: He was helpless. He didn't even know this man's name, much less what kind of car he was in or where they were headed. And he was trusting that this was really about a kink and not something more sinister. Suddenly, the car stops. This was the moment of truth.
2: This guy picks me up out of the trunk of his car, puts me on the ground, and he grabs the rope on my back, and he's like, walk forward, I will direct you where to go.
0: Based on the sound of his footsteps, Jacob assumed that he was, in fact, in the woods. He did his best to walk, but it was hard to do while blindfolded.
2: I'm stumbling upon like leaves and logs and stuff. And he's like holding me up with the back of this rope, just like picking, just picking me up with it.
0: They walk for about five to 10 minutes into the woods, far enough away for no one to see them and no one to hear them, which was part of the plan. But Jacob can't help but worry. What if he had miscalculated this stranger?
2: He brings me over to this big tree. He takes the ropes off of me. He leaves the blindfold on.
0: Hung kink master tells Jacob to pull his pants down. And he does.
2: I'm still wearing my sweatshirt, but, you know, my pants are down around my ankles, and I just started messing around with this guy.
0: They have sex, and it's... Just okay.
2: It lasts about like 10 or 15 minutes, and you know, like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like the best I'd ever had. I think the fear outweighed the desire at that point.
0: There was way too much adrenaline for it to be enjoyable.
2: I was more worried the whole time about um, my phone getting taken from me and actually being left like up shit's creek, like in the middle of the woods.
0: They finish and Hung Kinkmaster tells Jacob he's going to go grab him a towel.
2: And as soon as like I didn't hear his footsteps anymore, I took my blindfold off.
0: He was deep in the woods. Nothing but trees and the sounds of nature. A few minutes go by, and Jacob's standing with his pants around his ankles, waiting for Hung Kinkmaster to return.
2: And then finally, it was like 20 or 25 minutes, and I was like, I don't think he's coming back.
0: (laughs) And there he was, in the middle of the woods, stranded without a towel. He gets dressed and calls a friend.
2: And I said, hey, I need you to do me a favor, like, no questions asked.
0: Thankfully, he finds his way out of the woods, only to discover an empty parking lot. Jacob had, in fact, been ghosted.
2: And I never heard from him ever again after that.
0: When asked if there's anything he'd like to say to Hung Kinkmaster, Jacob has this to offer.
2: Like, I don't even want to know about why you have a kidnapping fetish. I just want to know why you left me in the woods. Like, that was pretty fucked up. I would have taken a ride in the trunk, but, like, you can give me a ride in the back seat at least.
0: When looking back on this day, Jacob considers himself lucky.
2: It was definitely not my smartest decision of things that I've ever done.
0: But also...
2: I'll try anything once,
0: (laughs) When asked if he'd like to add anything else, Jacob cautions listeners with this.
2: Just don't do it. Like, just use your common sense. Please don't fucking do it. I like to think I'm more careful these days. So definitely would not do it again.
0: How wild is that? I'm so
1: glad I got that story for this episode. (laughs) Okay. I have so much to say. First of all, I use Grindr. I know exactly what that is. I know the blank profiles. Okay. It's a whole world. Have you ever explored Grinder? Like, have you looked at it? I actually have
0: it, which is very odd for Shocking. me. Shocking. I know, I know.
1: Well, we can look at it together. It's actually very funny okay. because I don't know if this exists in the straight world, but the horror of receiving an unsolicited dick pic or a hole pic mm-hmm. in most people's lives, that's like what Grinder is.
0: Oh, see, I would be perfect on Grinder. <laughs>
1: It is so shock. And you just like see there are people that, okay, let me like collect my thoughts. I've had a Celsius basically someone will send me the the raunchiest most insane inside out photo of their body you've ever seen and then we'll start chatting about like oh the new Tovlo album is out I'm so excited and we'll like uh, and also
0: we'll, it's love so, <laughs>
1: so good it's so funny it's like I've actually seen your entire organs mm-hmm. and now we're having a cute chat about something else
0: it's efficient I will say this <laughs> it's efficient because I feel like I have been catfished by a lot of dudes that have big dick energy and then when I see what oh. the dick is mm-hmm. it's not it's not mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. There so is I do like, feel like that is efficient.
1: I actually hadn't realized it until I was listening to this guy's <clears> story, <throat> story that I thought the blank profiles were just people that maybe, I don't even know, they they want to do have the looking. Photos? Well, okay. So what it is is people don't have photos, but usually a blank profile will then message you photos. So right, they're like, right. you can't see them, but they can then see you and then they could message you. So I guess they don't want coworkers to see. I didn't really. They do that
0: on Feel, the uh, Thruple-ish kink app. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's kind of the same vibe, but I do think it's people who also don't want to get caught.
1: Right. I hadn't even thought about that.
0: Do you feel like this could happen to you?
1: Okay. This story would never happen to me because I do not meet up with people privately first. I am always a coffee shop or a bar moment. Sure. Because... Are you a
0: FaceTime first?
1: No, no, not a FaceTime. No. That, I probably should do that, but then, then I feel like I would rather meet the person in person. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to get is the body language and the like... Energy. The energy, the way their body is in person is yeah. so different than a digital... Whatever, mm-hmm. the thought of walking into someone's house where we've like sexed each other up to the point of horniness, and then I get there and they smell bad, the the place is a hoarder's den, the energy's off. They
0: literally all of these things have happened to me.
1: That is truly so horrific to me that it's I've never done it. I have had plenty of like one night stands, hookups, whatever, mm-hmm. like, but it's always after a beer or after you know like. Well,
0: sure, yes, yeah, same. I've,
1: I've never just like walked into a house. To See, fuck. that's
0: I've in terms of risky behavior, I. I I do have that listed. <laughs> Having guys come over to my house during COVID for a first date. Risky. Uh-huh. Risky. Risky. Uh, that's how you get murdered.
1: Yeah, well, this new Dahmer show, I couldn't even make it through the first episode because it's, I don't know, there's something like so dark about it. He would go to gay bars mm-hmm. and in- meet these guys and invite them over to his house in a much more normal way than the kidnapping kink way. Meeting someone at a bar and inviting them over is actually medium something I would do.
0: Totally. Wait, so are you saying that this would never happen to you because you wouldn't role-play this kink or because you always meet the first?
1: I would be kidnapped by someone I like. I would role-play that with someone oh. I trust. I think that actually sounds fun. To The like, trunk of the car? Fuck That's in the where woods. you lost Yes, because the thing is, the reason the sex wasn't good, what he said he, the adrenaline was too high and mm-hmm. he was constantly like, is this the end? Mm-hmm. If I truly knew it wasn't the end and I was like trying to win an Oscar, I think that would be really fun. <laughs> I can imagine. I've never been in a relationship long enough to where just normal sex has grown into something we need to evolve into freaky freaky town Mm -hmm. to keep it fresh Yeah, the normal sex is still sexy but I'm actually very excited about that era of my life when I've been with someone for a few years, 10 years and I'm like we are having sex upside down pretending to be.
0: Wait, so you don't do that with just people you're dating?
1: No, I do. I mean, we do toys, we do outside.
0: That's funny. I, okay so I had a, it's not really a one night stand I was on tour back in my music days and a show got cancelled and I happened to be in a city with the guy that I had broken up with. Basically, I showed up into this city and I was supposed to stay with him. And he was like, I'm with this other girl. And that's how I found out. So I wanted to get out of this city as fast as humanly possible. And then I found out that my next show had been canceled. So now I had a week or something. And I flew to Virginia and I met up with this guy that I just decided to stay with him for like two or three days. And it was you like- You flew
1: there to see him, like yeah. to have a sexcapade. Yes. <laughs> Go on.
0: Risky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know him, you knew him or no?
0: I'd met him, he was in a band. Okay, okay. That's the thing, I feel like I take calculated risks. So the odds of me getting hurt physically, very low. The odds of me getting hurt emotionally, very high. <laughs> <laughs> Very high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, well, we're in such a dark place right now. Like I, I was yeah. like heartbroken. So I was like, we can't get any worse. And actually it got so much better. This guy was a godsend. He was actually my first experience into like BDSM. I
1: have so many questions.
0: He wanted to tie me to a tree in the middle of the woods. And I was like, yeah, not nah, dude. Sorry. That I get, just does like, not sound like appealing to me.
1: Yes. The like ropes. I've just never tried it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care. Sure. Too, but I'm okay. Let me really interrogate my sexuality. Here. I'm a top, but I'm verse. So okay. I'm down to be fucked if I'm really into the person, but I really prefer to consume than be consumed. Yeah. I want to consume something and eat it yeah. as opposed to be the one that's beautiful. I don't care if I'm beautiful. I want beauty.
0: That's so funny because that kind of is your personality. What? Well, just what you're saying strikes, I mean, like, we've never had sex, <laughs> but I know you as a person and what you're saying about your sex life is it tracks with who you are as a person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go well, fi-
0: go figure. what.
1: I remember finding it so interesting talking about sex and feeling sexy with an ex-boyfriend or somebody, and they were talking about how they are most turned on when they feel hot. Mm. When they're like, when they feel like the person is dying for them, that's when they're horny.
0: I'm the most horny when I turn the other person on.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm I'm the most horny when the person turns me on. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when they're attractive.
0: Oh, okay. I
1: don't, I don't think about me. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing and how I'm looking Mm -hmm. at all. I'm thinking about how they're looking. Correct. And that... Same. (laughs) Oh.
0: Wait. I don't know how we got confused (laughs) before.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm, like, attracted to them, where they are turned on by being attractive. Oh, no.
0: I assume I look crazy as fuck. (laughs) Like, I will never do a sex tape, and it has nothing Uh to do, because I'm, like, 10 out of 10, shadow of a doubt. I look like Shrek.
1: (laughs) I made the mistake. It's burned in my limbic system. Mm -hmm. This guy that I was dating had a mirror by his Huge. You know, like, the sliding mirror. Yeah, wall mirror. Wall mirror. And I looked to the left, and I can see it now. It looked like I had no neck, (laughs) and I had to really work to finish that session because I was like I have just ruined everything you know and he's having the time of his life you know and, <laughs> and all you
0: can think about and is... he's looking
1: in the mirror loving what he's seeing so that's the that's also the body dysmorphia where it's like they are into it
0: do you have body dysmorphia yes you do
1: yes in the sense where like is it body dysmorphia or is it deep unrepentant shame it's just this like experience of I was so out of the sex game for so long I mean I didn't yeah. have sex until I was 30. and
0: because when did you come out
1: well I came out at 19 but I was was a good Christian boy so I was like gay but I wasn't acting on it and so anyway I had a lot of learning to do basically being out of the game I think a way that I mitigated feeling repressing my sexuality was mm-hmm. just removing myself from the equation and being like I am not a sexual being you know wow. and this was all happening subconscious and so it it took a long time for me to see that people are attracted to me even now it's like a war I know I'm awesome mm-hmm. and I know people like me and have fallen for me and do and whatever I, I know that intellectually but I still have this like residual body trauma of you know something must be wrong with them that they're like horny for me right now it's just something that I process and fight so anyway it's one of those things like god forbid I see myself in the mirror but I know that they're like so into me right and they're like motorboating my chest hair and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh I'm glad you like that
0: that's amazing there
1: was this one guy that is truly metabolisms are wild he's this guy that has 0% body fat just a true stick of a person okay and he could not believe my like fat ass. And like the fat on my body. And he thought it was so hot. He would just jiggle my ass. Because his ass is a pelvis. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was amazing to him. Now I
0: know- just saying.
1: And I was like, that's cool. You know, it's cool that you like that because I'll never have an ab, but you have millions of abs, which I think is cool, but you can't not have an ab because you could, you can't gain weight.
0: Wow. This is the most unrelatable thing I've had <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, <laughs> that's wild. Wild. Wild.
1: But it made me feel good about myself.
0: That's great. I love that. So w- what do you think the riskiest thing you've ever done is like sexually or relationship wise, like in line with this episode?
1: Well, I went on a date with a guy who told me right then and there that he was HIV positive, which is great. But I didn't know that in the app. He told me at dinner. And I don't know the politics of that or whatever, but he told me at an appropriate time and we had a great conversation about it and he said he's undetectable. But this was like I was new to the dating apps Mm -hmm. and I was new to the world, so I didn't even really know what that meant. But I had seen some tweets or I had, you know, some very sex positive people talking about how if you're undetectable, you know, you're truly undetectable. So you don't have anything to worry about. You can't. can't pass it on. But I hadn't like done any real research. I read that like in a tweet. And so basically the date was really good and he was really cool and I also wanted to be a good person Mm. and so we went home and like hooked up and we didn't have full-blown, full-blown intercourse, but we did basically everything sure, but. Sure. And of course it was fine, but I remember being like, wow, my desire to be a good person, Like, I didn't even do any further research. I was just like, I wanna make sure he doesn't feel weird for having told me that.
0: Interesting.
1: And then I did the research and found that when you are undetectable, it, you really are.
0: Okay, so it, like, it actually, You really
1: yeah. are green light, but it just made me interrogate like, wow, I'm so trained to make people feel okay, mm-hmm. a people pleaser, that I'm doing, maybe that's risky. I don't even know.
0: Well, I guess (laughs) in hindsight, it wasn't because now you've done the research and you know, but it could have been and you still did it because it came from this need to please. Exactly.
1: It's so interesting when you have, when you're a gay kid, especially raised in the South or in a religious community, and you have so much shame built around your sexuality that it like coagulates in the shadows and then you will go online and you will hook up with a person with a blank profile in the woods because you're like, I just will do anything. And the more secretive and weird it is, sometimes the better because it's even further away Mm. from a normal world. So it's like the compartmentalization shit. I get it.
0: The people pleaser with the shame. There's got to be a connection there in terms of growing up and feeling like you weren't a sexual being for so long. How did you start to get in touch with your sexuality? Because even though you are a gay man, I think that there are a lot of women that feel that way.
1: Uh, I love this conversation because it's so, it is so interesting to interrogate the whole experience. So the first person I had sex with was my first boyfriend and he was 10 years younger than me. So he was like 21, and, or he was 20 and I was 30. Mm-hmm. And what I've realized since, and I interrogate my relationships and the people I've been attracted to is that this body dysmorphia that I have or. What whatever, I subconsciously require there to be an exchange. It's not just going to be my body they want. So what else am I giving them? Because they're going to give me sex and companionship. So like in this, I was like, I'm older than you. You just moved to LA. I'm going to give you community, friendship, career advice. I'm going to be this male figure in your life to like help you be in the world. And you're going to give me my body. That's the exchange. Wow. And so it made me feel worthy of the exchange. And the sex was a amazing because he was like a true animal like sexual creature and so he knew a lot to teach me you know most people they lose their virginity well I don't know what the sex positive way of saying that is
0: I don't know either
1: losing your virginity sounds so like Lame. antiquated yeah losing no you're gaining something dope who cares about virginity anyway oh I know let's rebrand that
0: yeah we should we got to rebrand virginity
1: yes so anyway you know a lot of people they lose their virginity as a teenager so full of hormones and it was awkward and it was embarrassing and it was bloody and it was mine was truly amazing in the attic i used to live in an attic i know did you ever come to that attic no
0: but i i knew you then
1: i used to live in an attic with no door Uh, it was a window with no screen and a permanently open window T- with a Home Depot ladder that was rent was 450 a month it was perfect i had to crawl down to go to the bathroom <sighs> but anyway <laughs> it was so good and that was just my first experience. And he was very comfortable with his body and very bossy. So
0: he sort of helped bring you out of your shell.
1: Yeah, his confidence, like he was a true power bottom. Mm. He would tell me what to do. Got it. And I liked that. Yeah. Because I'm new here. I don't know what I'm doing. And it made me feel sexy and confident. And that relationship lasted a year. And then I've real it's really just been this interesting leveling up on a video game. Every time you achieve something, you, you try something else. And mm-hmm. you're just like, is it a toy? Is it trying to bottoming? Is it various ways of expanding what it is that are your horizons? Do you have a type? It's funny because I keep observing myself. I find that I am not attracted to bearded white hipsters, which is what I am.
0: Oh, I was like, that guy's on top.
1: Thank you. (laughs) No, but like, and what I've realized it is, is if I'm with a bearded white man, Mm -hmm. what it does, and this is so interesting because it must not happen in the heterosexual world. I compare myself to him. He's fitter than me. He's got better hair than me. His jawline is better. Like, we're the same, but he's me better. Whoa. Whereas, you know, a woman, you're not looking at your fit boyfriend being like, God, I wish I had his
0: No, but my mom has told me with some of my boyfriends, she's like, Roar, your butt is bigger than his. (laughs) (laughs) And I have been like, lady, you got to quiet down. (laughs) Enough. Yeah. But
1: so I am attracted to the otherness. Mm -hmm. So it's basically anything that's not a bearded white guy. It could be like a skinny white twink. It could be any other race. Any other size. I like that because the difference makes me feel sexier.
0: Okay, so speaking of feeling sexy and also tapping into your sexuality, what makes you feel desired?
1: I've never walked into a room and thought these people wanna fuck me. Now, I've never thought that at all, ever, 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 ever. And that may stem from my religious asexuality for a decade or longer, but I have thought he's cute he's cute, he's cute. I'm going to talk to them tonight Mm -hmm, and see. mm -hmm. Because I am confident. Like I know that I am fun and cool and smart and I can woo somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to be attracted to me, but I do think I'm pretty good at reading flirtatious signals and like, and flirting. Okay.
0: okay. I'm like
1: down to flirt and to like see.
0: Has that evolved or have you always been like that? Well,
1: let me tell you that I'm really good at flirting, but I'm also very friendly. And so this is why I love dating apps and hookup apps too. Because the amount of times where I am like meeting someone organically and we hit it off and then we want to hang out again. And I'm like, are we friends or are is this a date? Mm-hmm. What's nice about a dating app is that if I met you on a dating app and we're getting a drink, it's a date. We yeah. both know it's a date. Right. I'm not your best friend because I, I do give friend, friend energy. Best friend energy, yeah. And I'm a people pleaser. So I like, I'll, sometimes like they'll want me to be more like forward or aggressive and I'm not, you know, so. Th- so you don't that make the first move? I do if it's a dating app. Okay. But if, it, if it's I met them organically, I, I'm more f- scared.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: Also, in the gay world, it's not as like, I mean, I don't know what you would say to this, but there aren't like roles. It's not like he should make the first move. It's like who makes, who does what? Who asks who out? It's all.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't abide by that Yeah, at, it's at not all. In many ways, I get impatient and I'm like,
1: <sighs> yeah, you just like, you decide.
0: I said something to a guy. I think it was, I'm just curious. Do you think you're going to kiss me now or at the end of the date? And he was like, what? And I <laughs> Wait, was like, well, I was just trying to figure out that. if we are going to do this or not. It's cool either way. And he was like, oh, and then he kissed me because I was just like, I'm sorry. I just you've been staring at my lips. There's a vibe. I know you want to do this.
1: Should I start doing that? Yes. I like that.
0: Yes. Or I'll text them.
1: Text them when?
0: We'll be sitting across from each other and we'll be talking and I'll just text oh. them and I'll be like, are you thinking about kissing me? Question mark. And so then I'll know they'll look up their phone and then they'll look at me and I'll be like,
1: has it ever backfired? they Never. Or Never,
0: but that's—I don't take big swings with things that I'm without
1: about. a vibe. No, yeah, without
0: a vibe. Have I ever been rejected? <laughs> 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 oh, have I ever?
1: Have you been rejected from a big swing? Like, were you like, or is it more like a ghost situation? Like, how do you define
0: rejection? Like being cheated on, ghosted, <sighs> shut down like that. Yeah, but no, I—I I can't think of any times where I've made a move in person like on a date or something, and it's gone sideways. Hey, guys, it's Rory. So two days after we recorded this podcast, I had a memory. I remembered something horrifying, and I sent those voice memos to Jed, who said that I absolutely had to share them with you. It is the story of a real swing and a miss. Yeah, I got rejected pretty hardcore. And I feel like you guys should know about it because <laughs> why the fuck not? Anyway, I had a best friend. Let's call him Bill. Bill and I did a lot of things together. He was super tech savvy. So anytime I had something wrong with my phone, he would fix it. We would go to shows together. And somewhere along the line, I got it in my head that I was in love with him. I was waiting for my rom-com moment where I was like, I'm in love with Josh. And and after three and a half tequilas, that moment came. Mm-hmm. And so I decided now was the time. Now was the time to tell this man that I was actually in love with him. So I walked myself over to his apartment with the cheers of my girlfriends. Ping, 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 ping ringing through my phone. My friends are just like, yes, you've got this girl. Couple of the year, blah, blah, blah. I get to his place. All of the tequila hits my bladder at one time. And I'm like, I got to pee. So I go to the bathroom, but I handed my phone because there was something wrong with my iPhone. And I'm like, take you go. Please fix it. Thank you. And I fail to consider that my friends are still texting me. So he is seeing all of these texts. Fuck him, girl. Just lay it on him. Tell him you love him. He's the one for you. And I get out of the bathroom and he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, hey, Roar. Is he yeah. He goes, you know, we're just friends, right? Oh. And I'm pretty sure my soul left my body. My heart fell out of my butthole. I'll be honest. I have no idea what happened after that. I think the adrenaline men in black me. I just don't remember. I can't imagine that it felt great. I'm sure I was mortified. Anyway, I just wouldn't want you guys to think that I'm not human or that I don't get rejected because I do. I think my mind just protects me from myself and like blocks out those memories selectively. But you know what? I still advocate for putting yourself out there because what if he had said yes? Be brave. Be bold. There's no shame in love. Back to the-
1: Show. let's say you you meet somebody i've done this and so tell me if i'm in the wrong okay I probably am because I feel like I am. We've hung out a few times. We've had sex a few times. Mm-hmm. But with like big gaps and not a lot of texting in between. We've had a few good dates.
0: Why are the gaps there?
1: Because I'm always traveling.
0: Okay. I just need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if you're both based in the same city and there's a bunch of gaps there, then I have questions. Like, okay. where's your other family?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then like at what point is it just like letting something fizzle and drift away? Or do you do you think like if you hook up with somebody, then that ending should always have a conversation?
0: No, I don't think so. But- so
1: when did does ghosting happen versus just letting something drift
0: yeah that's a great question so I' have a, a well curated roster that I've built over years and <laughs> I have a mutual understanding with a lot of those people mm-hmm. that we vibe when we vibe yeah. and then it's I like, like that. it's like we're out and they're safe and I mean that in a 360 sense yeah. that they're safe sexually they're safe emotionally they're safe physically but there's no expectations of having it be more than what it is so I think that in that sense I've like those Those are the people that kind of come in and come out. But I'm not really doing dates with them. I think if you're spending quality time with people outside of hooking up, then that's more in the relationship sphere. And then it's probably probably warrants a conversation. Yes.
1: That is exactly the difference. If you're like going on cute dates,
0: if the date is cute.
1: Oh, yeah, if it's cute.
0: If the date is cute, yeah, I need yeah, a yeah. text that says, hey, babe, <laughs> you're great. Life is crazy right now. I need to keep this casual.
1: Oh, I like that language too.
0: I try to keep everything positive on the up and yeah. keep it casual because people, you know, people reciprocate what the energy is.
1: Oh, I really like that.
0: Kinks and fetishes. Do you have any?
1: I'm very down with being peed on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Iconic.
1: Yeah, but it has to be very hydrated and I need it to be clear. Clear pee. If it's yellow, we have a problem. But I'm very down with that.
0: If it's yellow, not mellow. Yeah. (laughs) I'm into spit, which is equally Very
1: into spit and slobber. And like bodily fluids are fabulous to me. Like when you had Keela on and she was like so repulsed by like the disgustingness of the human body, Mm -hmm. I am like wallow in filth like a pig. I am disgusting and I love it. Let's be monsters.
0: Do you think that comes comes from the pendulum swinging from purity culture.
1: Maybe, maybe, but also like my like sexuality is so informed by pheromones. When someone tastes good or like, smells good, everything about them tastes good and smells good. Whereas I've had this happen to me multiple times, gorgeous, wonderful men mm-hmm. who like me and are very cool, taste bad and I can't do it. And it's horrible, like, because- I,
0: When you say they taste <clears throat> bad.
1: I'm telling you they, t- the pheromones- Like funky breath? It's not even breath, it's like the taste of. Their saliva is gross. I think it's a Ariana Grande song where mm-hmm. she's like, "Tastes like candy apple or something." Mm-hmm. That is what they taste like. A good pheromone person tastes like sugar candy.
0: Okay, I'm missing out, and I feel all
1: like of them, including jealous. their butts. Wow, oh. this is truth, and it is so intoxicating. And this is maybe just my pheromone makeup, but when it's when it hits, it hits so hard, and then it's amazing. <laughs> but when it doesn't hit, it can like.
2: You're like, derail.
1: And then there's there's people that are just blank.
0: Wow. That's amazing. I didn't. Yeah. Wow. When you're dating, are you focused on one person? Do you like to have many at a time?
1: I like a roster, but I want a husband. Oh. Duh. But like, I very much like.
0: I'm not going to be the one killing spiders in my house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll kill spiders for you, babe.
0: So you want a husband. Okay, so oh, yeah, I believe... want a husband.
1: But so, and the thing is, people on my roster are, like, it's very rare that I have someone on my roster that is not potentially husband. It's just like, mm, timing's weird, but we like to hook up. And I like your company, but, mm, would you fit into my life? Would I fit into your life? Let's see each other once a month and, like, have fun. So
0: why haven't you settled down then?
1: What do you mean? With one of those people? Yeah. That's a great question. I actually am currently in the midst of, oops, I think I missed a good thing with somebody.
0: I guess we know what we're talking about in the car ride home.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you right now. How'd
0: I get that person back?
1: Oh, I know. Well, the thing was, we had a bunch of really cute, fun dates. Mm -hmm. And then he like really came on strong on date three, calling me babe. I'm
0: sorry, that's coming on strong?
1: Yeah. Calling me babe on date three. Babe, let's go. That's, you don't think that's strong? I'm like, babe, I don't know your last name.
0: Here's the thing. I feel like I would babe someone 10 minutes into meeting them at a bar.
1: No, no, that is that is (laughs) not right. But anyway, he came on strong and that freaked me because I was like, I'm still getting to know you and I do want to care for people's hearts.
0: You're also a Sag.
1: I'm trying to pump the brakes. Yeah,
0: that's a we have that in common. I have to chase you for a little bit
1: in order to
0: really be in. Like, I wish I could give guys the key to there's like some great guys have come into my life and they haven't made me work for it, which is look, that's my issue. That's my weird baggage, love language bullshit. But I have to chase you and work for it in order to really value you. That's
1: a sad thing because I'm very that. Yeah. Do we need to fuck that up and throw it out? Or is it? I like it. I want to chase. Don't make it go away. Me too. Me
0: too. Me too. (laughs) We just need
1: to tell people, like, let me chase you for a minute. Yeah. Like, let's keep it cool. Back
0: the fuck off for 10 seconds until I (laughs) fall in love with you. And then I need that reciprocated. Yeah.
1: Then turn it on. Yeah. It's so true. So anyway, a
0: good cute first date.
1: I think a cute first date is going to a restaurant that is cute and sitting at the bar because if the vibe sitting at the bar is so key Mm -hmm. because I want if I'm vibing you, I need to laugh and touch your knees. Like, I need your knees right here, and I need us to touch knees while we're talking. And the bar, you sit so close to each other, especially if you can sit at the corner of a bar. Corner's clutch. It's so key. And if I'm liking you, I'm going to turn on the charm, and I'm going to make the bartender my best friend. Mm. And so you're going to see me...
0: In action. In
1: action, give some zingers, and have fun. And, like... That, and then the bartender's gonna love our date because we're being cute. And because the bartender's in the mix, it, yeah. it actually, it's like having a third in the conversation. So it spruces up the conversation versus sitting across from each other at a quiet two person table, you know.
0: Speaking of thirds. Go on. <laughs> Do you believe in monogamy?
1: Yes, yes, but. Yes, but. I want monogamy, I believe in monogamy, and the oxytocin bonding chemical in my brain is very strong. When I fall in love with someone, mm-hmm. I have eyes for only them, like full on. Like I, I call I c- them
0: boyfriend goggles because I have fallen in love with the ugliest dudes. Those I can't even are real. look
1: at porn when I'm in love because Aww. they're not the person. Like, truly, <sighs> truly, truly. But I have never been in a relationship that's gone on for years. Right. You know, the seven years, 10 years. And I think I would like to build a life with someone that lasts 20, 25, 30, 35 years just to have that homie, to have that sense of home. Mm-hmm. But I could imagine that 10 years in, we're like, should we just like spruce this up a little bit and invite somebody in or like, Like if you need to get your rocks off and you love me and we're not going anywhere, we've got kids. Mm -hmm. But if you're on a work trip and you want to get with a random and just like feel wild. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. You
0: You know my last boyfriend, right? Do I? You do. We experienced bed death because of me. And there was a moment where I was like, just please, please fuck somebody else. And he didn't because he was like, I can't. I'm in love with you. Like, I'm just so not interested in it. But it was an interesting moment because I feel the same way you do. Wait, what is
1: bed death? I mean, I can infer, but is that a term? Yeah, yeah. What does it mean?
0: Well, it's when sex dies and then the relationship dies.
1: But you still, the sex died, but you still wanted to be in a relationship with him for a while?
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was a a very scary thing. I should probably do an episode about it. I woke up one morning and had zero sex drive. Me, me.
1: Yeah. But did you want to like open up the relationship and hook up with other people?
0: No, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to masturbate. I didn't want to do like I was like just nothing. One day the lights went off and it was awful and it lasted for a while. And it was shitty because it really hurt him. And it had it had nothing to do with him.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Never heard of that.
0: But it is an interesting Mm. thing that I, too, feel like a lot of women go through that. The, uh, the yeah. hormones are crazy, and yeah. um, I mean, I I went to it. I went to several doctors, and they were like, "Well, maybe you're not into your boyfriend." I was like, "Oh my god!" First of all, he's six three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into my boyfriend. Yeah, please. But yeah. Wow. Now a word from our sponsor better help once upon a time I dated a narcissist like a real narcissist <laughs> it was awful I felt like I was losing my mind and it was pretty terrible for all of the reasons that I'm sure you can imagine it chipped away at my self-worth and yet I still struggled to get over this person I oh, I felt so bad about myself and yet there I was feeling trapped and I felt so badly about myself and yet I felt stuck in my situation I just did not feel like I could move forward. And the number one thing that helped me outside of time was therapy. My therapist helped me to see the situation for what it actually was and helped to get me into a healthier state of mind. And I look back and I am so grateful for her. I am so grateful that I had the support to get me through what was essentially a very traumatic time in my life. I went from dwelling and spiraling into a healthier problem-solving state of mind. But for me, at that time, I had to ask all of my friends and my network for references. Then I had to make a ton of calls and interview a ton of therapists before I finally found one that worked for me. It was super draining and it took a lot of time. And I just, I didn't have a lot of mental energy to give at that point because I was struggling. And I really wish that it had been simpler. But what's cool about BetterHelp is it actually is simpler. So You go online, you fill out a survey, they match you with a therapist. And like I've said before, dating and therapy are very similar. It's a vibe thing. You gotta make sure you match. So let's say you get a therapist and it isn't a a vibe, it isn't a match. That's fine. With BetterHelp, you can switch therapists at any time. They make the process very easy. So when you wanna be a better problem solver or you're just interested in a fresh perspective, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com slash crimes today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash crimes. Okay, now back to our show. In theory, I think I, too, feel like I could open up in certain situations. but
1: I'm very like okay with creating a bespoke relationship with my person. I have a friend who's been with her partner for 18 years. They are not legally married, mm-hmm. but every year on their anniversary, they get together and they say, babe, you want to do this again? And they choose each other again every year. And they do it. 18 years and they're obsessed and there's freedom there. They're not married, but I feel like they're choosing. Like, I think that's very cool. I love that. But I could imagine that also being scary because then you got to kind of have to work for it. And you got to be like, I didn't just sign papers and get the deed to your life. Like I got to, I'm renting this apartment. Like I got to earn, earn your intimacy forever, which sounds kind of cool.
0: I feel like that's one of the biggest things that happens in relationships is that people stop trying. Yeah. They stop chasing. Yeah. I don't think we should ever stop chasing. Oh. Because it's like... If I'm chasing you, I'm constantly trying to make myself better. Obviously, there's a toxic element to that, but we're right. talking about the positive side of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're sad we want to chase.
0: Yeah. OK, should we take some questions? Yeah. Sex on a first date? Absolutely. Me too. I think. I wh- mean, what are the these thing fucking is, rules? Bo- Limits? Body
1: talking. I mean, listen, I do want to chase, but what's so funny is this actually just happened to me. I'm curious what you would say. I went on a date with this guy and we did have sex, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't kiss me. I actually like kissing more than sex. Me too. Uh, if the kissing is good...
0: You could do that forever.
1: Smush your face into my face until we are one. Oh. that's a,
0: That would be a deal breaker for me.
1: Well, the thing is, it was like one date. So it's like... And it was good. So it could happen again. But sure. I'd be like, you need to kiss me soon. Yeah. But maybe they have this like rule or maybe I had bad breath. Like, God, I hope not.
0: Jed, how do you reject people when you don't reciprocate feelings toward them?
1: The word reject is so intense. It's like, I'm not rejecting you. I guess I am. But if I don't feel a certain type of way, I will have a conversation. It's usually, and th- this may be controversial, but I think it's u- it's usually over a long, well-crafted text. Yeah, I think that's fine. You know, some people are like, you need to say it in person or whatever, but I'm like, Well, so- wait, sometimes- I'm sorry.
0: Are we talking about dating or relationships? Uh, dating. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the yeah, text yeah. is fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, you know, I'm not like breaking up with a boyfriend over text.
0: Yeah, that I would have a No. Call. Red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lie. I say, you, I recently reconnected with an ex and I feel like I need to see where it goes.
1: I've done that too.
0: He got used on me so many times that I was like, I'm appropriating this for it's me. It's
1: really good because yeah. it also like makes the other person not feel bad. It's like, well, how can, how can I fight I history? I
0: have to. Yeah. How often should a couple have sex?
1: People are asking me this? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's so funny is so my last actual boyfriend was truly a sex monster. Like it was like four times a day like every day. That'd
0: be hard to walk.
1: We would have sex all night to the point where I was like, we have to go to work tomorrow. We haven't slept at all. This is some sort of bender. And yikes. But the problem is that that's probably the best sex I'll ever have in my life because it was so intense, intense, but it was unsustainable. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not a life. Yeah. What was the question?
0: (laughs) How often should a couple have sex?
1: I mean, I guess it depends on the longevity. One would hope once a week twice a week like if you're really just to stay connected
0: Uh, my thing is like okay the answer to this question is if you're asking that question you should have a conversation with your partner because clearly something is up
1: well esther perel says my girl many people's girl she (laughs) she says the myth that sex is spontaneous in a relationship she's She's like that is a myth like if you are in a committed relationship sex is not spontaneous it can be but it cannot only be Right. And so if you're waiting to just suddenly get horny together at the same time, like you should schedule a date night once a week. You're going to get freaky and you might as well like clean every part of your body and things are going to go down. Yeah. And get okay. some mouth numbing spray. Oh my God. I love thinking of who I'm going to selectively block from my Instagram stories <laughs> when I post this. I'm just like, you don't get the listen. You don't get the listen.
0: I love that. How will you know when you've met the one?
1: There's this amazing Sinebose song called Shore. And the the chorus goes... I want someone who's sure of me. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's sure of me, but just like I'm off to different shores because I need someone who's sure of me. And it's a beautiful line. And, and I really think about that whenever I'm liking somebody and they're confusing me. At this point in my life, I'm at this place where I want someone, I'm tired of worshiping chemistry and the timing is off. I'm ready for chemistry and timing. Somebody who is in the same place as me, who wants what I want. And if the chemistry is there and the timing is right, I'm just that's the one, I think. I love that. Because what else is it? Like I'm being psychotic swept up in in something mm-hmm. sounds great but I've done that and and it was like someone whose life is not compatible with mine and the timing wasn't right and so like it was sexy to be wild and just want to run away together but
0: or go off into the woods
1: yeah but I'm like of an age and of a life and of a community where I'm like mm, I'm good I don't want to like blow up my life for love oh do you? Hell no. Yeah.
0: Blow up my life? <clears throat> no. My life is the shit. That's the reason why I'm still single.
1: Yes. Ooh, that's deep.
0: In order to be a part of my life and my world, you will, it has to be excellence. Mm. okay rapid fire questions oh my God your favorite killer move what's a move that you make that always works
1: Wow there's there's a lot of options I mean I told you about the knees sitting at the bar love fl- that f- like giving some great rapport with the bartender I also in a dating app I'm very quick to send videos and voice notes because I want people to like get my vibe quickly yes because I want to hear their voice I want to see how they move and I'm going I'm doing all the work I can to find their socials so that I can see them move
0: Do you use your real name on a dating app
1: Oh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a public figure. Come find me. I'm very down for someone to do homework because I don't want you to get on date three and learn something and be like, eh. I would rather you sit in your room and dig Mm. and find all kinds of things. And if you still want to go on that date, then I've got material for days, baby. Baby. Baby.
0: Okay, killer date, date killer. What's a turn on on a date and a turn off on a date?
1: A turn on is often when they surprise me when they're telling stories or whatever. And I learn that like, wait, you like film composers too? To, something that i could have never predicted they're into mm. is such a turn on because i'm like you just unlocked such a chamber okay date killer i'm sorry if they start talking about what crystals mean to them like this one guy was like look at this he like pulled it out and could the crystal comes onto the counter and he's like i just charged this in the moon blah blah blah, blah. i'm just like what bye not, no because i'm not someone's like healer i'm here to like ruin you <laughs>
0: Twins. Yep. Hey, girl. (laughs) Okay. Weapon of choice. What's one thing you're working on to try and improve your relationship?
1: I'm going all the way back and I'm trying to refine my attraction algorithm. I'm attracted to people who need to be saved. And I'm just like, no, I need someone fully, not fully realized, but I need someone that's on my level because I dumb myself down to people because I don't feel worthy myself. You know, like you seek the love you think you deserve. Mm -hmm. I'm very much a perpetrator of that problem. Wow. So I'm working on that.
0: Protection. What is your self self-love practice, or what do you do when you feel like you've been hurt?
1: This is bad, but when I've been hurt, I go on lots of dates. I'm just like, I need just to like experience other people because there's so many people out there. I need to like feel that again. And also, I actually just did this and it was so healing. I had two weddings in Europe and spent weeks in Europe with all my best friends and just traveling and getting off the apps and being with just your friends. Like, do not worry about that. Just be with your homies. That was so nourishing. It made me feel good again. Okay.
0: Last question. Killer advice. What's the best dating advice you've ever been given?
1: My friend Margie, who gives me a lot of good tips, she said uh, when I was heartbroken, she goes, one of the best things I ever learned was love is not personal. And I go, what do you mean? And she was like, falling in love with someone is always a mystery. You don't fall in love with someone's resume. You fall in love with some mystery thing about them. And you have had people fall in love with you and they were perfect. And if only you could love them back, you would have the perfect life. And you just don't. And then you have fallen in love with losers. Mm-hmm. And so it has nothing to do with the person. It is a mystery connection between you and them. And so if you do not feel that for someone, it's not personal. And then remember, if they do not feel that for you, it is not personal. Wow. It was profound.
0: My life just changed. <laughs> Holy shit. Jed, how can people find more of you?
1: Um, My grinder profile is basically <laughs> my ch- nose. It is just my nose down because I'm like, I have such obvious tattoos. My Instagram handle is my name. Name, Jedediah Jenkins mm, that's where you can find me
0: <laughs> okay and get his books guys <laughs> oh yeah thank you so much this has been the shit
1: oh my god well, I could go for 10 more hours <laughs> <laughs> and we will uh, Okay, yeah, in all the right car. I love you love you bye <laughs>
0: Hey guys, if you have a question that you would like to submit or you have a story that you would like to share, I would love to hear from you. And remember, everything is 100% anonymous. And if you like this episode, please consider liking and leaving a review. As you know, they really do count and they actually mean a lot to me. And a special thank you to Jacob. You can find more of his hilarious stories on TikTok at at Not Jeffrey, which is also listed below in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and see you next Tuesday.